Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful Friday morning, and welcome to Real Estate Radio on News Talk 105.7 and 540 KMLB. Brought to you by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Veranda Realty, located at 214 Expo Circle, Suite 3, in West Monroe, Louisiana, 71292. Our telephone number is 318-325-1869. We are licensed in the great state of Louisiana, and each office is independently owned and operated. I'm Johnny Way, the managing broker here at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, along with my partner, the associate broker at Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Kevin Bells. J.R. Smith, our great program director and producer at News Talk 105.7 and 540 KMLB, will take us through the hour, uh, the next hour of real estate talk. Kevin, re- residential home sales in May took a little, little bit of a beating, but until this week, it looks like we uh, appears we are may, uh, making a comeback and uh, possibly having some uh, you know good numbers for the next couple of months. One of the most important gauges of future home sales is pending contracts. Pending contracts for the past 10 weeks, we've tracked pending contracts. And for the fourth consecutive week, pending contracts stand at the highest level since March 27th, 2020. I want to say that again. For the fourth consecutive week, pending contracts stand at the highest level in Northeast Louisiana since March 27th, 2020. There are now 393 pending contracts. as contracts signed between the buyers and sellers, and now they're going on that, I call it a, they're going through all the landmines of inspections and appraisals and all the stuff that happens, the underwriting and all the things. 393 pending contracts. That's 23 more than the 370 pending contracts last week. This is huge. And let me tell you, we started this on March the 27th. We had 304 pending contracts for several straight weeks, about five straight weeks. We were under 300, not drastically under 300, but we had a little bit of a surge on May the 8th. We had 316 pending contracts, and we've gone up every week in the four weeks, including the week of May the 8th, 393 pending contracts. That does not include contingent contracts. And when I say contingent contracts, every contract's contingent on something. But these contingencies are, I've got to sell my house before I buy your house. There's 34 of those. There's 38 lease purchase contracts. Who knows where they'll end up. 465 pending contracts counting contingencies and lease purchases. Here's something that's very interesting, and we're really going to keep our eye on this. And Johnny, this is gonna I have to admit it smacked me in the face last night when I when I pulled it up at about ten thirty. And uh this didn't cause me to stay up all night. I I started reading so much and I took some vitamins. JR took a shot of vitamins about ten thirty. At about three seventeen this morning I still hadn't gone to sleep yet. So uh and apparently I did fall asleep because at about five thirty that absolutely rude cell phone alarm came up. I was having the greatest dream. I have no idea what it was. When I have a good dream, I don't remember it. When I have a bad dream, I can't get rid of it. And uh, and, and that includes the mannequin chasing me all over the department store when I was five years old. But but uh, so um, May 2019, we sold 232 single family home units. June 2019, we sold 237 
single-family home home units. That's in Northeast Louisiana. That's every company that's in the multiple listing service. That's 469 units were sold in May and June combined of 2019. This is why that's important. We have closed 146 sales in May of 2020 so far. We have 393 pending contracts that should, not all of them are going to close. You guys know this for one reason or the other, fall throughs, they get extended into July or whatever. But 393 pending contracts, if you add the pending contracts to the sales that we've had already in May, that's 539 units. So if all these 393 units did sell, that would put us 70 units over May and June of last year. Now, I know they're all not going to close, and I know they're not all going to close in June, but whatever happens, this is extremely good news. No, it's extremely outstanding news as Louisiana looks to move to phase two of the COVID-19 uh, I call it regeneration. We're going to get get up and be able to go to work again. Johnny, this is incredible because we're, right now we're sitting in a position where we could conceivably be even in June or plus in residential sales year to date. And I know that part of this is the great interest rates. And Susie Dartlone of Eagle Bank Mortgage sent those rates over last night and as you said about three or four weeks ago, Johnny, they're giving money away. Yeah, Kevin is, you know, interesting as you look at uh, you know what these rates are doing here, and uh, you know also on a you know a national level. But uh, the rates that Susie, our great sponsor at Eagle Bank Mortgage, sent over right now, your conventional thirty-year mortgage is coming in at three point one two five. You can pay a discount point and get it as low as two point eight seven five. Your conventional fifteen-year mortgage is at two point seven five percent, and you can pay a discount point and get it at two and a half percent your fha 30-year mortgage is coming in at 2.625 percent your va loans are coming in at three percent and you can pay a discount point and get it as low as 2.625 percent and your rural development loans are coming in at 2.75 percent and you can pay a discount point on those and get them at two and a half percent now on a national level the national average mortgage rate hit another all-time low this week the average u.s rate for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage fell to 3.15 percent the lowest ever recorded in the Freddie Mac survey that goes back almost five decades. The rate fell from 3.24% last week, setting a new record low for the third time in three months, according to the Freddie Mac survey. Mortgage rates have fallen after the Federal Reserve began buying mortgage-backed securities to stimulate demand. According to Chris Lowe, a chief economist uh, with FHN Financial in New York, the Fed had purchased more than half half of a trillion dollars of mortgage-backed securities after restarting in March a bond-buying program it used during the financial crisis more than a decade ago. When the initial plan of buying $200 billion of these mortgage-backed securities didn't lower financing, uh, financing costs, Federal Chairman Jerome Powell said on March 23rd that the central bank would buy whatever was needed to move rates, and it has definitely worked. The Fed is by far the biggest player in the mortgage market right now, the biggest buyer of mortgages, and because of that, they have almost complete control of the low interest rate. That means that the central bank has the ability to stimulate home sales by driving rates to lows that most people wouldn't have thought possible a few years ago. Now, every economist has doubts about how housing would fare during the COVID-19, but what we've seen has been really absolutely remarkable. 
home sales are holding up extraordinarily well, and that's in large part because of the low low mortgage rates. Now, so Kevin, as predicted, mortgage rates are remaining at historic lows and are still trending down. Johnny, it's it's almost to me hard to believe, and I know you're going to pull those up, and and uh, um, I think some of the rates uh, that I looked at last night, and I guess some of them were already there, but FHA FHA thirty year loan with a discount point for 2.375. We're almost living in a, an alternate universe. And one of the things that a lot of the predictors of home sales have to do with not only pending contracts, but listing inventory. And Johnny and I have talked about this for several weeks now, but the uh, Northeast Louisiana Association of Realtors, uh, the great staff over there led by Alice Clark, the uh, association executive, she's been... Uh, reporting new listings and she started 12 weeks ago this is the 12th week that alice has done this she's basically reported new listings and we've told you since about march the first we've had a literal free fall in inventory that is new listings taken as of may 16th year to date let me back up let me go may the week of may 3rd through may the 9th that's the 10th week the 10th week we started tracking this, May the 3rd through May the 9th in 2019, we took 111 new listings. Same time frame this year, 2020, we took 85 new listings. That's negative 27. That's absolutely unbelievable. Year to date, going into May the 10th, we had taken 850 new listings in 2019. We had taken... 622 listings in 2020. That's a difference of 228 listings that are not on the market. So what would happen if those 228 listings that should be on the market but aren't because of COVID? Who knows? But that was at that point about a negative 27% year-to-date through May the 9th listing inventory. That's new listings. Now, We've evened out a bit the last two weeks. Let me give you week 11 and 12. May the 10th through May the 16th, 2019, 81 new listings. 2020, 80 listings. That's much better. This past week, May the 17th through May the 23rd, 2019, we took 75 new listings. In 2019 and 2020, we took 69 new listings. That's only negative six. That we can live with. Year to date, we're negative 23% new listings. That's the 12 weeks, March 1st through May 23rd. So last year from March the 1st through May 23rd, we took 1,006 new listings. That's new homes on the market as opposed to 771 this year. That's 235 homes that should be on the market. That's a 23% decrease in new new listings. That's huge, but we're evening out. So the last two weeks that we've reported, negative one and negative six, that's much better than March 22nd through 28th, which was negative 44, or the following week, negative 39, or the week after that, negative 39, or April the 12th through April the 18th. All that right in the teeth of the COVID-19 crisis, negative 44 units. So you can see where we're going with this. We're going from negative 44, 39, 39, 44, negative 25, negative 27 
to negative one, negative six. We're evening out a bit in our new listings. That's got to be good news, Johnny. Moving forward, not only pending contracts are looking good, but the inventory hopefully will be at least where it was. Now, what we hope to see is a flip. We hope to see more listings come on board to where we're plus year to date. But we're, we're slowly but surely evening up. If those numbers continue to even up, we could we could actually have a decent sales year despite the lockdown. Yeah, Kevin, it seems like people, you know, are definitely getting out more, and, and hopefully we'll see that trend, you know, continue to move in that direction. And, you know, I was uh, researching an article by, um, I think it was written by Diana Olick, which was with NBC uh, Business News, and it was talking about how weekly mortgage applications point to a remarkable recovery in home buying. And it talks about how, you know, if mortgage demand is an indicator, buyers are coming back to the housing market far faster than anticipated uh, despite the coronavirus shutdowns and job losses. Uh, mortgage applications to purchase a home rose 6% last week from the previous week, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association Seasonally Adjusted Index. Purchase volume was down uh, just 1.5% than a year ago. And, Kevin, that's really in line with what you were talking about earlier, what we're seeing here in our local market. And that's ra- rather, you know, a stunning recovery from just six weeks ago when purchase volume was down 35% annually uh, on a national level and, you know, Fortunately, we did not see that here in our local market. Now, Joel Can, an NBA economist, was quoted as saying that applications for home purchases continued to recover in April's sizable drop and have now increased for five consecutive weeks. Government purchase applications, which include your FHA, VA, and your USDA loans, are now 5% higher than a year ago, which is encouraging turnaround after the weakness seen over the past few months. Now, as states reopen, so are open houses, and buyers have been coming out in force. Record low mortgage rates combined with strong pent-up demand from before the pandemic and a new desire to leave urban downtowns due to the pandemic are driving buyers back to single-family home market. It remains to be seen if this is simply pent-up demand or a long, long-term trend. And, Kevin, hopefully this is, uh, you know, there definitely has to be some pent-up demand, but hopefully it's going to be a long-term, you know, trend. And hopefully these, I know that, uh, we talk about how these low interest rates are definitely fuel, uh, fueling that. No doubt about it, Johnny. Uh In the second half of the show today, we're going to look at two extreme views. Uh, There's two very respected economists uh, who think one thinks we're going to have a really good recovery. One thinks we're headed for absolute disaster. And the good thing is, is when you when you go and look at both extremes, when you look at left, right or and not necessarily left, right, but when you look at plus or minus and you normally fall somewhere in the middle when it when it comes to basically the the future of the sales future of real estate sales in this mortgage market there's so many moving parts right now we're having an absolute boom in refinancing and that's good for the economy because it's moving money into and through the economy if you need to list or sell or purchase or lease residential commercial property of any kind lots land we do it all We have several in-house appraisers on board. We have people that can sell anything and everything in the real estate market. Give us a call, 318-325-1869. One of our great sponsors is Mr. Appliance. Greg Dixon's the owner. They're at 1133 Highway 15 in West Monroe, Louisiana. They are repairing appliances of all kinds, and they're doing it in a safe manner. Not only do they come in with N95 masks and nitrile gloves, They come in and get the job done, and they clean, and they sanitize completely 
after they leave. Greg Dixon, Mr. Appliance, Speedy Expert Service, area code 318-516-1900. Susie Dartlone at Eagle Bank Mortgage is another one of our great sponsors. She gives us interest rates and information every week. She can do your refinance. She can do your new purchase. Area code 318-366-0684. Susie Dartlone, Eagle Bank Mortgage. Ben Marshall at Bulldog Title is doing closings of all kind. He'll do your refinance, cash sale. He'll do any purchase that you need to make, any any type of real estate transaction. That's Ben Marshall, Bulldog Title Insurance. Google Bulldog Title or www.bulldogtitle.com. And also the Burke Baker School of Real Estate and Appraising. Burke has classes and schools, that is, or classrooms all over the state of Louisiana. He has been a real estate educator since 1977 and since 1981. The Burke Baker School of Real Estate and Appraising has trained thousands of people for careers in real estate. That's the Burke Baker School of Real Estate and Appraising. And for those of you that know Burke, he is doing really well now. He's uh, he, His last uh, scan, he was cancer-free. And, Johnny, that's about the best news I've received all week long. Hopefully, we'll have some classes coming down the pike. What do we have to face coming down the pike with all of the unemployment, all of the interest rates, all of the uh, forbearance? There's so many things going on. I'm going to give you two extreme opinions. I'm going to have to go slow on this one because it's a lot to look at. There's a gentleman named Shah Galani, he's a capital wave strategist, a capital wave strategist. He is a money manager on steroids. This guy's been around. He's been very successful. He wrote an article on May 18th, 2020, and this is what it says. The headline says this, beware of the mortgage massacre. That is, beware of the, quote, mortgage massacre, end quote, the next crisis in our pandemic economy. While much of the country has been focused on the U.S. Senate hearing, on the COVID-19 response, and if our plans to reopen America will trigger another spike in coronavirus cases and hospitalizations, and the 14.7% unemployment rate that represents 23.1 million Americans out of work, there's a looming, I'm sorry, a looming implosion Shah Galani says that everyone's been ignoring. Shah Galani is talking about what he says, and I'll just quote him. I'm talking about mortgage massacre 2.0. What in the world is mortgage massacre 2.0? According to Shah Galani, it's right around the corner. Forbearance, which is you having the opportunity to not pay your mortgage, and rent strikes are already impacting the mortgage market. What's barreling down on us, according to Galani, will make 2020 look like 2008 all over again. U.S. households are cracking, according to Galani, under the weight of the debt they're carrying. Household debt has risen for 23 straight quarters, and as of April of 2020, stands at $14.3 trillion, according to our friends over at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Auto debt. Auto debts, now this this should be auto debt has been. He said auto debt's been rising. Auto debt has been rising steadily for 36 months, 
That's three years, and now totals $1.35 trillion. Student loan debt exceeds $1.42 trillion. Credit card debt totaling more than $1.079 trillion. Just saw delinquencies rise 9.09% in April to their highest level in two years. And here's what Jelani says that makes us take note, JW. Most frighteningly, mortgage debt at $10 trillion is up. $150 billion in a year, climbing a whopping $29 billion in the first quarter of 2020 as job losses increase and furloughs turn into permanent layoffs. (coughs) Households are going to have a harder and harder time paying their bills, especially their biggest monthly bill, mortgage or rent. Or maybe they won't have to pay it. Then he has a heading calling in the backstop Brigade. The home is the single biggest expense for most Americans. It accounts for a hefty 33% of their household budget. And here during the coronavirus pandemic, the American home has taken on an even greater emotional role. It's our shelter as we isolate in place. It's our protective cocoon, the place where we work, entertain ourselves, and keep our families safe. Now, here's something, Johnny, you and I have talked about many times. About three-quarters of all mortgages in the United States are federally guaranteed. Three-quarters at 75% of all mortgages in the United States are federally guaranteed. The rest are private or non-agency mortgage. The CARES Act grants relief or forbearance to homeowners whose mortgages are federally guaranteed by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the FHA, the VA, or Jenny Mae. And Johnny talks a lot about Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae is the Federal National Mortgage Association. Freddie Mac's the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Association, or corporation, that is. FHA is the Federal Housing Administration. The VA is the Veterans Administration. Jenny Mae, the Government National Mortgage Association. Under the CARES Act, mortgagors, that's borrowers. Mortgagors are borrowers. Mortgagees are the lenders. Borrowers with federally, 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 that's the federal government, back loans are granted 180 days of forbearance when loan payments are postponed or reduced, but interest still accumulates and don't have to pay anything or give a reason or document or prove hardship to get a pass on paying. You know that for uh, from experience, don't you, JW? On your call to Wells Fargo, they... Uh, they don't ask. They just kind of present it to you. They kind of almost invited you to do a little forbearance, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they definitely did, Kevin. I, uh, my uh, uh, my note had gone up a little bit because of the uh, escrow payment, and then I had uh, my note was automatically, you know, um, paid through my online banking. So I saw that on my note, and saw this, so I called to make sure I, I paid the right amount, and we had it all corrected, and the lady on the phone just kept pushing, you know, hey, do you want to talk to somebody or consultant on forbearance? And I was like, well, ma'am, I don't, you know, I don't need that right now. And she kept trying to sell it over and over, and I, I got back to, you know, addressing her issue and getting everything corrected on my note. And, you know, before I get off the phone, she brought it up again. So they're definitely, for whatever reason, are, are definitely pushing that. You know, Johnny, I hope that if we do need it at some point, and right now we don't, that they're that nice then. Yeah. Um that's pretty amazing. They can give you up to 180 days. Many lenders are giving borrowers 180 days extension and giving another 180 days 
uh, and some of them have automatically granted that. So that's up to a year, obviously. Non-agency lenders are mostly granting forbearance as well. Borrowers must contact their mortgage servicer and request a repayment schedule or plan. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association, as of April 30th, 7.3% of all active borrowers with $841 billion in unpaid principal asked for and got forbearance. Holders of 6.15% of all Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guaranteed mortgage mortgages got forbearance. And borrowers of 10.5% of all FHA and VA-backed loans have gotten forbearance. That's billions of dollars that are in forbearance. Mortgage servicers say more than half a million borrowers a week are adding to the growing number of borrowers not paying their mortgages. They expect that number to increase every week for the least for at least the next 8 to 12 weeks. As big as those numbers already seem to be, according to Jelani, the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank says that's just a drop in the bucket. The Federal Reserve Bank in St. Louis projects that 47 million Americans, that's 47 million Americans eventually, will become unemployed. Renters around America, many of whom are protected under non-eviction orders by local governments, aren't paying their rent. The owners of most homes and apartments experiencing rent strikes or mortgages or borrowers, which in renters' eyes justifies them not paying rent because their landlords are receiving forbearance. And I got to say this, and this is my words, if you don't pay your note, you still owe it. If you're a renter and you're not paying your rent, that rent's going to come due one day and the eviction, uh, the eviction freeze will be lifted at some point. I have to say that my experience with the renters that we work with has been fantastic. The renters are working very hard to make their payments, and they are making their rent payments for the most part. We're at 99.9% for May, and we are not charging late fees during this crisis. The FHFA website advises renters if they're living in a property financed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, they're covered by a temporary eviction moratorium. And again, I want to say renters are still expected to pay their rent during the eviction moratorium period. If they can, those experiencing financial hardship should reach out to their landlord to discuss their situation and potential solutions. So Johnny, borrowers are in good shape. Renters are in pretty good shape, but we've talked about the investors, the mortgage servicers. Remember, the mortgage servicers get that payment. They keep a little bit of it, and they pay the their loan back basically to the mortgage uh, servicers, I mean, to the lenders, that is, so Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, Jenny Mae, they're usually in bundles called mortgage-backed securities. If I don't make my payments, the middleman still has to make his payment, and it's causing a problem. Y'all know we've talked about this. The servicers still have to cover the first four months of payments they don't receive as a pass-through. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will continue to pay investors where what they're counting on, but this is the problem. This is the problem. If the payments aren't made, the servicers still have to pay the investors. That causes a huge cash flow, cash flow problem. What does that mean? Once again, according to Jelani, the mortgage market is experience, experiencing and relying on 
the giant GSEs, that's government-sponsored enterprises, to bail out borrowers and lenders. Folks, let me tell you this. 75% of the loans made in the United States are backed by the government. Who do you think that is? It's you. It's your tax dollars. So the taxpayers, according to Jelani, are going to have to bail out borrowers and lenders yet again in 2020 as they did in 2008. He says, but this time around, the damage will be worse, last longer, and hit the housing market, mortgage-backed securities, investments, and economy in ways that are different, potentially worse, and a historically horrific 2008 financial crisis. How so, you ask, says Jelani? Jobs, jobs, jobs. Since the pandemic gripped America, more than 33.5 million workers have filed for unemployment benefits. The rolling four-week average exceeds 4. million claims per week. The unemployment rate has soared from 3.5% in early February to 14.7% now, but the Bureau of Labor and Statistics admits the 14.7% number is an understatement for reasons I won't get into now. The realistic unemployment rate right now, according to Jelani, and that was on May the 18th, or May the 16th, that is, is 19.7%, close to 20%. So there's another measure that says it probably actually stood at 22.8 or 23%, and that's two weeks ago. That's scary. 23% unemployment. More jobs have been lost in eight weeks than were created in the last 10 years. Folks, thank you so much for joining us next week. We'll celebrate one year on the air. God bless you and have a great weekend. See you then. To listen to all past episodes and to make sure you never miss a new one, subscribe to Better Homes and Gardens Veranda Realty on SoundCloud.